0: Mysteries, Ink
1: Mysteries, Inc. Mysteries, Inc. Ha ink <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to Mysteries, Inc.
1: Welcome, everybody. I'm Spring. I'm Joe.
0: And we are here to tell you more about conspiracy creatures, histories, mysteries. I didn't say it right. All the fun but stuff. But it all is in there. It's all in there. All the fun stuff that we bring to you on a weekly basis. Yes. So, as I usual, rock, s- paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. This. Right. I've been
1: dethroned, but well,
0: <laughs> we'll see how long my, my winning lasts. All right. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Oh, rock, Black, paper, paper, scissors, shoot! Black, rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot! Oh! He won! He won! my supremacy.
1: Alright, so I'm going to take you on a weird adventure today. Disclaimer, this may gross some people out. I think this is going to be, a, from what I understand, a pretty morbid episode in general. Yes, between uh, both of us, yes. This has gross disrespect of corpses. <laughs> <laughs>
0: absolutely disgusting disrespect (laughs) have you
1: ever heard of mummy eating did you know that was a thing
0: i did hear something (laughs) about like like dealing with like passengers you know coming like rich people aristocrats that would use mummies as like in medicines they'd grind them up and put them in medicines or okay. use them as fuel y- for like fuel. I yeah like because there were so many mummies that they were just selling just them to be burned, everywhere to yeah. be burned and fill your homes
1: weirdly yeah there was a trade in mummies and it really partially just came from the the obsession <laughs> With European's wine,
0: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Joe. Um, I've heard all about this. <laughs>
1: well, we're well, gonna no, to
0: explain. We're more. gonna get a
1: little more <laughs> in depth. So mamia actually goes back, or its use in Europe at least goes back to the uh, 12th century. Apothecaries were grinding up mummies and using them in tinctures and various medicines. That's
0: so gross! Don't they know it's people? It's people. They don't
1: get it. And actually, that's kind of funny how it came to be. Even though it, there are met Plenty of examples of, of like medical cannibalism in, in history. Yeah. The particular mummy eating came from basically a, a mistranslation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My favorite the, kind.
1: The, the reason is rooted in one word, the mumia, the which we had uh, uh, just said. Uh, it has cl- been claimed to have great healing qualities. It was a substance found on a single Persian mountainside where it seeped from black rock asphalt. And it was uh, named after the local word for wax, mum. Uh, And the substance in the area was very prized and expensive. Uh, It was said to be used for all sorts of medical purposes. Uh, It had gained a reputation of being very expensive and precious. Um,
0: so they're like, mum, mamiya, mummies and yeah, all.
1: So, <laughs> due to a mistranslation, they thought it was ground up mummies. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help that some mummies had actually been preserved with, with an asphalt type substance. And so it was, yes, there yeah. was this... Uh, just gross miscommunication My and then after that for nearly 500 years they were prescribed for everything from plague to headaches
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh are you feeling sick with a plague try a de- t- corpse that's all th- been dried th- all out <laughs> throughout
1: europe and it but it's specifically like they the more like ancient it was like they really liked the mummies for some reason there were other examples that we'll get to of, of using local locally well, yeah, because courses. because if
0: it wasn't like somebody famous or somebody high ranking like it was just normal people got mummified it's and like the they magic. would just start getting rid of it
1: so there were naysayers uh there was a of guy course. in around 15 the 1500 1564 this guy uh, guy mm-hmm. named guy de la Fonte, uh, fontaine He was a royal doctor um, in Spain, I believe. He doubted that Mamia was uh, even just useful medicine at all. Like, what is it doing for you? And he (laughs) went on a trip to Alexandria in 1564 and he saw that people were forging mummies.
0: (laughs) So you
1: had knockoff mummies. And.
0: uh... (laughs) Like, what what do you mean by knockoffs? Were they made not of human? Corpses or they just weren't old mummies. They were just just, like...
1: Yeah, it was that they weren't old mummies.
0: We've got this guy and he's age three months. And then we got this guy over (laughs) here. He's about age two months, depending on how dry you want them to be. I find the drier they are, the better they grind (laughs) up, you know? Pretty much. (laughs)
1: So yeah, he he was mad about all these people getting scared.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're eating people and not even old people, counterfeit mummies. Oh, the indignity! I thought this was an older, <laughs> ancient relic. <laughs> right. uh,
1: well, and there was. Uh, have you seen that in in uh, Futurama? Is uh, the professor had like a, a little tiny sarcophagus and he opened yes, it? Yes, he's like, "Who oh, ate my mummy?" <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it it happens. So his advice was ignored. Mummy eating went on for some time. (laughs) Um, And some practitioners in Europe at the time used more than just mummies. It was some thought that, like, things had to be fresher. Um, And then they started locally sourcing. It was said that King Charles II of England sipped the king's drops as his personal tincture, and it contained human skull in the alcohol. (laughs) Uh, the king's drops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he did drop. He dropped dead. <laughs> and like
1: the more bargained version of this, apparently, or just, I don't know, something about the skull just
0: <laughs> really had people
1: going. There's this stuff called usnia, which is a moss that grows over a buried skull. And it became a very uh, prized additive. Believed, I could
0: see that. It was
1: believed to cure nosebleeds and possibly epilepsy
0: i could i could see that being something that people would highly select because you have to actually wait for the right cultures to be there for the moss to grow on the skull <laughs> i mean it's not like you can just you're go just down a, to walmart and find it you're
1: you a <laughs> farmer and you just have a bunch of buried skulls
0: <laughs> hi do you have a cousin that died any family members that just bodies just laying around bring them to my farm hi, i'm an ant seller
1: yeah. i'll give you 20 percent off 20 percent
0: <laughs> off <laughs> First uh, dibs on your relative's skull. <laughs> there was a,
1: a 16th century German Swiss physician Periclesius, who believed that blood was good for drinking like that it was bring well, vital vi- vitality. Um, and even suggested that it was better if it was from a living person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tends to get all like thick and, and coagulated. Right.
1: Some right, you got to get it fresh from the source. Some people <laughs> would actually even pay executioners for a fresh cup of blood. Oh,
0: gross.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there's a for those who who don't like it raw. What are you, some kind of freak? Uh, There was a 1679 recipe from a Franciscan apothecary that described how to make it into marmalade. (laughs)
0: Because that's when you didn't. That's so gross. (laughs) But resourceful. Resourceful. Yeah, my blood jelly.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's so gross. Human fat at one point was uh, used to treat like outside the body. German doctors would prescribe bandages soaked in it for wounds and just, like, rub fat into Dude, skin. Oh like, God. particularly if you had gout. <laughs> just like, oh, that fat guy just died.
0: Cha-ching!
1: <laughs> it's like, you're...
0: Why are you're, all these guys right. with gout following me around, said the fat man. You're at your deathbed
1: and you're like, why
0: do you keep feeding me so much? <laughs> I'm trying to make you better. I'm swelling in the knee. I need some help. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, even further back, uh, Romans were said to drink the blood of slain gladiators to absorb the vitality of young, uh, strong men.
0: That I would believe of those guys, because you're in such a <laughs> mis- murderous, berserker rage. You're like, yeah, I'm going to drink your blood. Yeah. <laughs> you just fucking slaughtering everyone. Suck- everyone her. die. The PTSD. Drink blood. <laughs>
1: Now, by the 19th century in Europe, it just became more of a weird fashion and prestige thing, not specifically to eat them, though I believe there was some of that still going around. Uh, it became fashionable to have unwrapping parties. Oh my God. You'd have a dinner party and you would have procured a mummy that you could unwrap. It's like the OG version we of those uh, uh, unboxing videos. The, the the kids are so fond of or these. For a days. long
0: time, everyone got so addicted to watching people like open up clams and oysters online in was order to the find thing? the pearls. You uh, know, like I, the pearl ones. They would always be like, "Ooh, let's see what happens. How I, many pearls are in this oyster?" I missed that trend. Oh, it was amazing on face. <laughs> All your mothers and aunts knew about that one.
1: <laughs> so, like, this is a at an interesting time where, like, N- Napoleon did an expedition in 1798 uh, to to Egypt and like Egypt mania just exploded so everyone wanted something so really the, there was like a large transfer of artifacts and apparently just dead bodies yeah yeah <laughs> um, egypt is not very happy about straight that either <laughs> up by them like to be fair there was a demand and then there was vendors in egypt yeah. just selling mummies on the street let's see if i still have that picture yeah, up, i think I've, I've yeah i've seen a just picture of a dude, guy just sitting there dude just he's sitting got... there like yep and these don't even look like prestigious
0: mummies they're just mummies Ah, you're grinding them up anyways. What's the big deal? They're bodies. It's somebody's (laughs) grandma and grandpa. Yeah, look around. We got a million of them. Plague went through (laughs) three years ago.
1: Uh, Yeah, you have some plague mummies. That's great.
0: Don't worry. Once they dry out, all the germs die.
1: (laughs) So one more interesting abuse of a corpse.
0: This is, is way too much fun for the subject matter, Mr. I know.
1: We're having way too much fun with such a morbid concept.
0: Don't worry. I'll suck the fun out of all of this soon. <laughs>
1: for the fine artists, mummy paint. <laughs> there's oh, a, there's yeah. a pigment called mummy brown that was actually made with the flesh of mummies mixed with white pitch and myrrh.
0: I've heard uh, about that. Yeah, because it's illegal. You can't have it.
1: No, well, so this is not really. Well, now you can't make more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least it. not
0: with human mummy um, kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Mummy Brown was extremely extremely popular from the mid-18th century to 19th century. Fresh supplies kind of diminished, and by yeah. 1915, it significantly declined, and they ceased to offer it in the middle of the 20th century. <laughs> what? You might be able to get your hands on some black market stuff, but...
0: <laughs> but how do you know it's real mummies? Hmm. It <laughs> could just be... It. I know, exactly. You gotta make it yourself. Gotta watch them grind that guy, and just get it all over with. Gosh interesting
1: yeah yeah that was a fun that was a fun uh rabbit hole i went down while literally watching uh walking dead
0: (laughs) eating people huh you were on on point so my story um also deals with eating people really But it's not as happy as yours for some reason. I
1: don't know why mine was happy, it's, but we, had a, we had a riot. It's aristocrats feeling
0: special eating this. This is just, uh, I named it AKA Ham and Fish. Oh no. Oh yeah. Hamilton Howard Fish to be exact. Oh no. Was born May 19th. I know you know who this guy is, but I've got to, have got to I mean, I don't know. I don't
1: guy. recall all the gory details, so please kill my I, mood. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We only got to do this once. And then, and then. We're <laughs> oh, done with it, okay?
1: You should have done mine or yours first. <laughs> I One like to take quick. the bad news first. <laughs> Such
0: a gift for winning. Ugh, <laughs> now, I... did you actually win? No. No. <laughs> All right. So, El- her Hamilton Howard Fish was born May 19th, 18- 1870 to a father who was drastically older than his mother. 43 years to be exact. Jesus. It's important to note that the family has had a long history of mental illness, including an uncle who had mania. So Mm -mm. Albert Fish did not have the odds set up in his favor right now. Mm -mm. Um, Hamilton changed his name to Albert due to bullying from other kids. They would call him ham and eggs because Hamilton Uh... Fish, eggs, I don't know. After his father died, though, Albert's mother had to put all four of the kids into an orphanage until she could find a way to take care of them as a single mother in the 1800s which there wasn't a lot of job options for uh, women back then. She was basically just trying to find a husband or something or a place to wash laundry or something for a couple bucks a week. Mm. Um, While he was at the orphanage, Albert was a victim of severe abuse. It was also where he discovered that he really enjoyed severe abuse. (laughs) Albert had said, I was there till I was nearly nine and that's where I got started wrong. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things they should not have done. At the age of 12, Albert met someone who uh, showed him the joys of eating poo and what? drinking no. urine. So he, he kind of was off onto the weird fetishy kind of part of his life there. Yeah,
1: I forgot that he ate poo. As
0: a pastime, he would As sneak. A by... <laughs> no, that that was what he did on his normal time. This is his pastime. He ate it, he ate it like it was a
1: job. <laughs>
0: In his pastime, he would sneak by public bath house, bathhouses and spy on young boys getting changed. Hmm. But then he also enjoyed writing nasty letters to women's ads that he found in classified section of newspaper. And for people who don't know, that's like the Craigslist before the internet. Like if you wanted to put on an ad that you were interested in buying something or working and doing something, you just send it to the newspaper, they'd put it up and then people would contact you. Well, Albert Fish enjoyed writing these letters to these just women, just being really mean to them. The letters were never released, but were submitted as evidence in his eventual trial. <clears throat> In 1890, 20-year-old Fish found himself working as a prostitute in New York. This was also when he progressed to molesting young men. I told you this one's going to be really dark. And if you got any triggers, I got to like kind of put right. out like right now, like well, this Albert Fish was a very prolific cannibalist and sadist. And so if this is something that you're not very interested in, I would just leave with the jovel that Joe and I were laughing and being done with. I like
1: how, the, yeah, I, I thought I actually needed a disclaimer <laughs> for the eating people. And I was like, well, that was the happy part. I'm giving you, I'm giving,
0: I'm going to give, into some not a lot a lot of details because I, I just couldn't do it myself but I will be talking about some very abusive things so uh this is when in nineteen eight or 1890 at 20 years old Fish was working as a prostitute and he also progressed to molesting young men his mother arranged for him to marry a wo- young woman named Anna, and they had six children together. So although he was doing all this on the wow. side, he was still maintaining a normal adult kind of life, sort of. <laughs> all the while, Albert was raping young boys, which involved into sexual mutilation. His first mutilation victim was a 19-year-old man named Thomas Kedden in Wilmington, Delaware, in 1910. They were already entangled in some kind of S&M relationship before... But then Fish lured him to a farmhouse, and for two weeks he tortured Kedden, finishing by slicing the young man's member in half. (sighs) Fish claims that because of the weather, he was worried about the meat spoiling. He often referred to body parts as meat. So remember, he's a cannibal, so like, this is perspective.
1: We are made of meat.
0: (laughs) He was worried about it spoiling, so he cleaned the wound and put a rag on it and left the teen tied to a tree and gave him ten bucks. What? Well, hey, back in 1890, that was a pretty... So he didn't die. He... I don't know. It says mutilation victim, so I'm assuming he did survive, but Tortured just not... Him for half two weeks and... Ten bucks.
1: Put his dick and just said, all right, have a good one, man.
0: Oh, I don't want you to get sick. I'll just wipe this off and put a rag on it, and I'll... If you untie yourself, you're good. Here's ten bucks. <laughs> so Albert and Anna... Had a rocky marriage, as you can imagine, if that's what your husband did in his side stuff. She ended up leaving him for another man, but she took everything from the home, like all the furniture, all the money. She just wiped out the house and left the kids. Even the ice cube. What? She left the kids. kids. She left them there. And eventually she... No. She becomes (laughs) bitchier because she comes back with her boyfriend and says, hey, we don't have any place to stay. Can we stay here? (laughs) (laughs) to his disbelief fish was like what so he said yes you can stay dear ex-wife wife wife, whatever Mm. but he can't like no way in hell is he gonna stay so the ex-wife being as awesome as she was decided to hide her boyfriend in the attic and got caught like sneaking up food to him and spending Mm. like hey dear what are you doing in the attic all of a sudden you know why are you so interested so when albert found out he had his mental break where he ended oh, up going- now,
1: now he had yeah, his no, mental break It
0: got worse. It got worse. She left the again. The eating,
1: <laughs> dick splitting.
0: That's just fetish. That We're just not normal. here to judge fetish, okay? <laughs> but she left again, and Albert and the kids never saw her ever again. So she left the kids again. His sadism grew to higher levels. Fish famously had paddles with nails hammered into them that he loved to use and have used on him. He would sometimes have his kids and their or their friends use the paddles on him. Jesus. He uh, another strange thing he would do was to soak a wooden stick in flammable liquids and then shove it into his back door. And light it on fire for kicks and giggles. (laughs) Shits and giggles, I guess.
1: (laughs) Just toasting up some poop.
0: He he also around that time would start going, he would go around and he would start stabbing people. Young men and normally minorities or people with disabilities. Because he thought that no one would really care if he was Mm. like, he was stabbing people. But it wasn't like he was stabbing important people is what he thought. People (laughs) did report him. For being his weird behavior. But every time he was evaluated, found to be sane, and set free. Did they know he was
1: eating poop and splitting dicks? I don't know. Making his butt a tiki torch.
0: (laughs) I don't think that came up in conversation. I don't think, you know, but.
1: He was like, oh, yeah, he passes the test. He's good to go. (laughs) He's
0: just got strange passions. (laughs)
1: Yeah. One of those guys with weird hobbies, you know.
0: In 1924, Fish became obsessed with the idea that God wanted him to torture and kill kids. You know, the whole thing like spoil or spare the rod, spoil the child, or Mm. like Abraham was commanded by God to kill his son, but then God told him to stop. Well, God just never told Fish that he should stop. He gave him the command to do it. He just never told him to stop. So he's just Abraham. He turned off the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Turned it off. (laughs) So... Um, he ran around that time. He was in like San Francisco area and he ran into a sailor who shared an interesting story with him about how he was like going around the the world, uh, you know, as a deckhand. And he ended up, uh, being docked in China. And while him and another sailor were there, they ended up getting drunk. And the next morning they went back to where the boat was supposed to be and they missed it. The boat had taken off. It wouldn't have been so bad, except for China at that time was having an extreme famine, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't uncommon for like unattended children or orphan children or just undesirables to be kind of shooped off the street and put yeah, in the butcher shop window. It happens, and it in happens, and not mm-hmm. we're not endorsing. No, no, <laughs> never endorsing. But it was one of those things, and so while he was there he mentioned that the best cut of meat he had ever had in his life was the tenderized buttocks of a child. And Did when... he
1: have a mummy, though?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but he said it was better than the choicest cuts of veal. It, yeah, like, so if, as if you had any more reason not to eat veal because of its being like kind of cruel, just remember, it is quite similar to a... A buttocks of...
1: A <laughs> I'd say I prefer things aged like 2,000 years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a mummy. <laughs> so um, when he came back to the U.S., the sailor said that he was so used to eating people that he couldn't just stop. He stop. He just so can't... he kidnapped two boys, a 7-year-old and an 11-year-old, and he tied them up and he kept them in a closet. And he would kind of beat them daily to try to, like, tender up their wow. bodies... He ate the 11-year-old first, and then he came back and he killed the 7-year-old. And he said it was still amazing, and if he ever had an opportunity, he would do it again. So Albert Fish was really, like, that piqued his interest. He was like, oh, really? You said it's delicious. Oh, so he made up his mind that he wanted to try it himself. There were a few failed attempts to steal a child with the intention of eating them. It was like a little girl he stalked for a while and her parents drove him away because he like slept in their barn. Another one was a few boys that he had been kind of grooming and molesting for a while that he wanted to, but they ended up dipping out on him before he could. Lucky. So, yes. (laughs) And so he he tried, and you can find their names online. Like, there is a lot of this case online. So if you ever wanted more details or other stuff like that, it's not a hard internet search at all. Um, It's just hard to read. (laughs) It's just hard to read. But he is one of the most brutalist ones because he honestly, in looks... If anybody's ever seen the movie Home Alone, that mm. old man with the trash can that spreads salt yeah. all over the ground, that's exactly what he kind of looks like. Just gaunt, old, uh, white hair. He's just very, like, what you would expect a scary old man that would eat children. Like, he looks like he would eat kids. Yeah, he does. Yeah, the so... Top I mean, doesn't do him any favors. No, <laughs> no. So anyways... He, uh, he had an intended victim, and the young man's name was Edward Budd. Edward placed an ad in the newspaper looking for work, and Albert answered it and went over to the Budd house to pick up Edward. But when Albert arrived, he was just enthralled by Edward's younger sister, Grace, who was 10 years old. She, uh, they, as he was sitting down, Grace came up and sat on his lap and even gave him a kiss on the cheek. And he said that at that moment he knew he wasn't going to take Edward. He was going to take he Grace. He
1: going to eat this little girl.
0: Uh, he told the young man that the job wouldn't start for a few days, but in the meantime, he had to go to his granddaughter's party. And then as if the idea just occurred to him, he goes, Hey, Grace, you're about her age. Would you like to come with? And Mr. and Bu- Mr. and Mrs. Bud were happy because they were like, dude, this guy is giving my kid work. We're in a time period, what, it's the 1920s. There was a depression going on. So they were excited that their kid had work and this employer really liked them. So they were like, yeah, why not? Go with. Go with. Mm. That was the last time they ended up seeing Bud or seeing Grace Bud. Uh, she He took, Albert Fish took Grace Bud to an abandoned house and told her to stay outside until he was ready. He went inside and he kind of prepped himself in the space. He did undress, but it wasn't for sexual reasons. It was because he didn't want blood on his clothes. And when he called her in, he ended up kind of like pouncing on her and he, he did kill her and he, he butchered her and put her in like newspaper, like how you would get from the butcher shop, Mm -hmm. got dressed and just went home as if nothing, as if nothing. Um, I know. It's, and he does report, he did report that it took him nine days to eat all of her. Uh, when he was done, he wrote a letter to the Bud family explaining the story, and you can find this letter online, explaining the story about how his experience with the sailor and what the sailor told him, and that how he had lured her into the house and he killed her. But he wanted to tell them that they... He didn't sexually assault her, even though he could have. He said, "I didn't," so you can at least be rest assured that your daughter did die a virgin. The, the I'm sure like that's, I said, yeah, that's great. It was this letter that led to his capture, though, because it was a stationary paper for one of his old workplaces, <clears throat> and through that they were able to figure out who he was and where he lived, and they were able to arrest him. And he tried to actually attack the cops with like a pocket knife at first. <clears throat> But when he was arrested, he never denied. Nice fork. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, nah, he's too old. <laughs> well, when he was arrested, he never denied killing Grace. He even admitted to a few other killings. And you can find their names and their ages and their stories on there. Um, but I, I put on here, I, there are several quotes from him dealing with what he did to those kids. But I'm not going to read them because honestly, it's really... It's from his own words and it's really gross and it's really like disrespectful to the family. So I'm going to save that for you if you guys want to find it. It's all on there. Yeah, this is it's bad all enough. on there. Jesus. According to Albert, he killed over 400 kids, but they can only prove like he's only ever been convicted of one death, but it stories say anywhere between 1 to 400. He liked to choose children that were minorities because he felt that they just wouldn't be missed.
1: that I mean, the justice system isn't going to do anything. Correct.
0: About it. This trial lasted 11 days and it ended with Albert Fish being uh, sentenced to death by electrocution. Albert helped his executioner place the electrodes on him. He was really excited about it. He was known for sticking needles in his pelvic region and leaving them there. Mm. And there is x-ray images of his pelvis where you can see the foreign objects kind of like floating in the air around a pelvic bone. And um, legends say that the first time the switch was flipped it shorted out because of all the metal in his body that they had to, like, flip it again and kill him. In reality, he died just like they all do. Mm. But he had a quote. Like, he did have final words, and it was written down, but the lawyer burned it, the papers, because he said he (laughs) never wanted... He's like, it was just a whole bunch of vulgarities, and it was just a bunch of obscene things.
1: Why give a monster like that any satisfaction? But a quote
0: from him a quote from Albert Fish was what a thrill that will be if I have to die in the electric chair it'll be the supreme thrill the only one I haven't tried um he did say also I always had a desire to inflict pain on others and to have others inflict pain on me I always seem to enjoy any everything that hurt another is I like children they are tasty (laughs) misery leads to crime I saw so many boys whipped it ruined my mind and then one of his more other famous one is none of us are saints but none of us are also cannibalistic old creepy men that spank ourselves with with nails and a paddle either.
1: Stick flaming things in my butt. I, yeah, I mean, maybe, you're see, still on maybe that part. that's actually the least offensive to be honest. It's like you're he doing, was at it, least doing it to yourself. Yeah, like you're doing it to yourself and I don't know, at, at the very least it's kind of entertaining, but
0: I I I know that he's a brutal topic, but I personally just enjoy his story just because it it's what you would imagine for the boogeyman like you right. would imagine like if you're gonna t- like no movie could write a better character than and albert fish
1: upbringing was
0: and yes it also reflects on the nurture of nature yeah. was the mental illness in his family was that like the whole reason like he was always gonna meant to be evil was or the, was it like the situational things being put in an orphanage
1: perfect storm of both well mm- perfect storm yeah, yeah well, <laughs> well i guess perfect perfect storm isn't a good thing <laughs>
0: And and yeah, and fanaticism because he dove straight into religion, which I think a lot of times with people who have psychosis, it kind of comes down to I don't know, I don't because like you look at like Joan of Arc, she had some I think psychosis because she talked about like having hallucinations and I like seizures, learned that, and like
1: she had like a mentor who was like a. I think a serial killer, or maybe just a no. Mass he was no. It was a
0: mass. It was a. It was a. Uh, it was a pedophile who went after little boys. Yeah. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember his name, but he was a famous, like he was a yeah. higher up lord or whatever I that he was.
1: Yeah, he was really brutal. That like it was there. was a whole book written up just about him. and yes. how messed up. He was yes. But like it's just kind of
0: interesting because like with his psychosis he went straight to religion and his sadism progressed and then he just decided that he wanted to eat people and that like he is the quintessential perfectly written scripted out serial killer. I don't think there'll ever be one that is more of the epitome Checks all the little boxes, you know, right. kind of guy.
1: Got... If you tried to write this, it just would be too cheesy. Exactly, just... and
0: that's I think that's the reason why I'm fascinated by him. Is just because <clears throat> he is everything that you would imagine, and like they can. How how do you, how do you do any better or worse? I don't know. I don't So I told you it was gonna be a bummer. I hope you guys made it all the way through. And if you're feeling kinda sad, just rewind rewind back to the front. I hope you (laughs) were listening to us eating mummies and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say I hope you weren't
1: (laughs) eating lunch or about to try to eat lunch. (laughs) This (laughs) this episode is just not good for it.
0: But hey, welcome to October. (laughs) Get yourself
1: a get yourself a fresh cup from the executioner.
0: gross As Albert Fish would have loved it fillet, he, he just wasn't probably rich eat. enough to buy mummies to like eat he would have yeah. been down with that if only also, that sailor told him that it was
1: like a generation or two before him that it kind of died out
0: <sighs> too bad he was born <laughs> in the wrong time he could have right, actually done least, it the he right way just...
1: Eaten dead pe- people who are already or, dead. Or, yeah, but, or
0: he would have been first think, in line. I like,
1: don't think that was his style, though.
0: Best friends with the executioner, like, hey, Phil, right. I'm here for another refill. Got my it's, gallon. Red right. is
1: just like, morning <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> 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 executioner oh, makes, makes a little heart in there.
0: <laughs> French Revolution. Really, really busy time. My <laughs> fridge is full. Really? <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: Yeah. All, right. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for listening terribly more. Have a great day. I hope you guys do. Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs>
1: Want to help us get into more ears? Help us grow by following, rating and reviewing wherever you're listening. This is especially helpful in iTunes, so pop over and give us a rating if you can. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram and Facebook as well. Feel free to leave any questions or comments.